welcome to the Gigless Podcast, a podcast showcasing the works and talents of those who lost their gigs through the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast will feature a range of creators from the tri-state area who are young visionaries and who contribute to their craft despite the recent events that have happened. Join us today as our host Remy Levovic speaks with Drew, Will, and Cole from the Philadelphia band, The Space Gurus. Formed in 2018, the trio finds inspiration from iconic rock bands such as Pink Floyd, The Grateful Dead, Parliament Funkadelic, and Jimi Hendrix. The band pushes the narrative of bringing back classic rock to the mainstream, as well as driven to stimulate the minds of their listeners. Their latest work, The Valley Roads EP, released in February of 2020. You can learn more about the band and their other projects in the show notes of this episode. Enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Gigless. So today I am here with the space gurus, Drew, Will, and Cole, and they're going to tell us about your band. Excellent. You want to start off with like introductions? Yeah. All right, let's go around the clock here. Let's start with uh, like our main man here, Drew. Um, so my name is Drew. Um, I'm originally from Philly, grew up in Philly, went to uh, Northeast High School, Grew up around the Burr Home, Fox Chase, Longcrest area. Um, I've been playing drums since I've been 12. Was playing in school, played a lot of jazz stuff, a lot of funky stuff. I had a really cool band teacher, so he was really doing a lot of covers of like the Isley Brothers and like Parliament and all Earth, Wind and Fire. And then I stopped playing drums when I was like 18, 17. I didn't pick it up until 20, 21. And I met these guys, but we can go farther than that later on. But so uh, yeah, so I've been playing drums for a while, and you know, just a Philly kid kind of spreading my wings and get the music going so and is music your full-time profession or is it like a balance of two things it's yeah it's a balance of two things so i uh, went to bernathan college i graduated with a psychology degree and i work at uh, a behavioral health center it's called foundations behavioral health up in dole's town as my full-time job as a mental health technician and i do uh, plan on pursuing a psychology degree later down the line but music for sure is the passion and the heart so i do that at night and you know daydreaming and whatnot so that's the plan, yeah. Um, my name's Cole. I was born in uh, Hershey, PA. Uh, eventually came to the Philly area um, in 2014 when I went to college at uh, Bernathan College. And um, that's where kind of we all met um, in the chapel band. Um, there's really not much of a music scene going on in Hershey. So when I came to Bernathan, it was very lively musically, a lot of people to play with. And it was like really awesome to be able to have a creative outlet finally um, to kind of just like experiment with other people, play like, you know, just good old fashioned rock covers. Um, you know, with a couple of professors and with uh, my roommate at the time. And it was just a really great way to get into it. So um, I also play like, you know, I dabble in the piano, dabble in the drums, um, started out playing the viola in middle, uh, in middle school. Um, that was a great way to, <laughs> a great way to start things off, you know, very, uh, very zen in a way, um, being in that kind of like background rhythm position. Um, but, you know, it gets you a basis for music starting that. And I, and I know, I, you know, I think Drew can say the same, like getting that foundational, um, you know, part of music and especially at an early age, like is, is, is an awesome thing. Um, so, yeah. No, it's definitely something that if you learn at a very young age, like it's going to stick with you for life. Like no one, no wonder, no matter, wow. No matter like what instrument you go to. Yeah. It's nice. And I should also know that, yeah, like the guitar is my main thing. Um, got inspired in middle, middle school whenever, um, 
uh, Guitar Hero was like the big thing. And I played Guitar Hero and I found myself just like playing the game, just loving it and like got to expert and was like, man, I really need more than this. And then I picked up the real guitar and my grandparents were like, hey, you know, check, check out this video of Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. And I was like, yeah, my life's never going to be the same from now, <laughs> you know? Um, so, as you can see behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you can see, like <laughs> heavily, heavily invested, you know. Yeah. And that's how was mean. it? How was it when you found out that like the tabs weren't the same thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was one thing. And then I eventually after like learning some of the songs on Guitar Hero on the real guitar, you go back to try and play it on Guitar Hero and you're like, this is like, you know, this is like a whole different world. You know, um, you even see videos of like people like Slash or other like bigger guitarists like playing Guitar Hero and they can't do it. And they're like, I, I, this is crazy. You know, I wrote this song and I can't play it on Guitar Hero. Yeah. So, Will, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so in terms of music, um, I've been playing since a young age as well. I, I went to a Waldorf school when I was younger, which requires you to play an instrument from six years old. Um, so I picked cello, and we would learn music theory and notation and sing and all of that. So it's been really close to me. So it's been working with my hands, and uh, that's what I was in school for. Yeah, so I'm uh, in Bernathan College still, actually. Um, graduating next year for uh in a program for metalwork and uh that is kind of supplementary to the music but art is just kind of where i'm focused in life in general um i i play bass in the band and with bass i started when i was 16 um a little while after cello because i took a bit of a break cello was a i don't know once i got to 14 being in an orchestra was like not really the musical setting I was interested in, but it definitely helped um, in terms of just understanding the place that bass uh, has in music because cello and bass and their respective arenas have a really similar role, kind of blending the rhythm with the percussion melodically. And uh, I, a lot of my theory and the way I think about an approach, it comes from cello actually. Um, and then I was blessed to, get two um, uh, stints at uh, Ber Berkeley College of Music in Boston. I did two five weeks and boy, I would not be the same musician without that. I mean, they, there's a, a level of just in classroom music theory that I didn't really think was necessary until it all gets plopped on your desk. And I don't yeah. understand any of that <laughs> to this day. But it definitely influenced me. Yeah, no, that's an excellent program to get into if you're a musician. Even just taking courses from that school, I've heard that a lot of musicians benefit from it. So I've heard only good things. So it's always good to have like an extra course in your toolkit, I feel, as a creative person. So you can get that perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I had bassists, you know, teach me on a blackboard, you know, samba rhythms and stuff like that. You know, it's like, where else would you get an experience like that? And, you know, so I really treasure that. And, and I try to hold on to all that knowledge. Um, but yeah. So for our audience that have never seen you play or never heard your music, so which one of you is the singer? Me and Cole kind of split it. Yeah. But okay. Cole's taken more of the, uh, the singing foreground going forward. The bold task. <laughs> Yeah, no, singing is definitely a, I did choir for like six, for basically like my whole, you know, middle school and high school, but I did competitive 
crack choir in high school and that was like I never soloed <laughs> so I always like give props to people who solo yeah because I was listening before this interview I was listening to your new EP crazy woman on Spotify there you, you can find all of it there <laughs> there you go what you think I thought I liked it I was just like oh, thank yeah you. <laughs> I was just like I was like this is definitely like whenever they shoot the shot in a movie and it's just that like you know you're gonna find something in the basement going on you don't know oh, really? what you're gonna find but you're like you're gonna find something in that basement <laughs> or you're gonna smell <laughs> something in that basement i was like yeah <laughs> so i was just like i was just listening to it and i was like eating salad i was like this is excellent <laughs> Oh, well, thank I you. Enjoyed it. Yeah. So, and that's so. Is that your so? That's your latest EP. And can you tell our audience about some of your other albums or some of the other projects that you guys have worked on? Well, we're brand new. In fact, that is the only thing we've released. Um, there is a great deal of music um, being cooked up right now. It's on pause in a lot of ways. Um, but we have an album in the works. The original plan was by the end of summer. We'll see. Um, but yeah, um, we're, we're brand new. We've been playing together for almost two years now. And uh, we have some demos actually too up on YouTube right now of, of two songs actually. One is Pressure Point and the other one is That's All She Wrote um, featuring our man Drew on vocals, which is like, mm. it's a really, um, that's a really chill song. And um, Pressure Point's pretty much all instrumental. So it's, um, kind of demos recorded from our old studio that we uh, used to have that actually recently got decommissioned um, but it's kind of like a live demo it's um you can check it out um, slam together on iMovie you know the good old-fashioned way and um, that's also some more content up there so I would say there's there's five songs well and the a demo that's also available uh, for Shiva which has turned in kind of into a, a jam we call funk Shiva that brings a little bit more of a funk element rather than a traditional Latin style like you might hear um, in that song so yeah, I would say there's probably about like um, six songs like accessible right now and, and more of a completed form. We're, we're a really big jam band. Um, we all like to play for long times on the same riffs and really switch it up style-wise and change the sounds of one song. And we have a lot of that content on our Instagram page because we do our live streams weekly on Facebook and Instagram. And all that stuff gets cut and edited and go right on our Instagram. And that's daily content. But that's like a big thing that you're not going to see on Spotify ever, Apple Music. But that we do love the jam. Like, I love the Grateful Dead and Pink Floyd. And, you know, he's a Jimi yeah. Hendrix guy. And uh, Will loves the funk. So, Parliament every, Funkadelic. Yeah, they they no, can jam for a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a big jam band. That's, that's, when people come see us live, that's, that's what we like to get into. So speaking about live shows, what's your typical gig for those of us listening that have never seen you play before? We, uh, we have a big drive of going to open mics and kind of stunning the crowds. And then basing off of that, we had a big um, last summer, I guess, was our first really big scene on the open mic stuff around Philly, Man Young. We went to Dawson Street Pub, which is a great bar to play in. Um, we went to, we played in the Grape Room. We played, and that got us not gigs to the start, but it got us meeting people, and then later on being recommended to play gigs in Jersey, to play gigs, and we played um, a gig at Noble Earth in Bristol. We played a gig at the Fire. 
we have gigs lined up and it's it was the open mic scene was really kind of the first like get your foot in the door kind of thing we'd been yeah. doing too and, it, and it's a chill sort of show you know it's a little jamming it's a couple of our you know more established songs we, we fill a lot of the time like drew said um with just like we're gonna pick one or two chords and we're gonna see what happens like live on stage and we really like doing that and we kind of thrive in that pressure environment right Drew is like excellent at like giving us some kind of cue. I don't know if it's at this point it's like ingrained where like we'll be at a certain tempo, you know, upbeat, and then he'll do some kind of fill, and we just are on the same wavelength where we kind of just flow into a different section, and it just it happens spontaneously. Like that's one thing that we like can't emphasize enough is that a lot of these jams you hear they're straight improv from like the ground up, and it's amazing, especially from a rhythmic standpoint. Um, to be able to flow like that and, and to transition helps keep it fresh too. So when you're going for 10 minutes, you know, it's not like getting stale on the same beat for, you know, that long. Yeah. And I think, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, so would you say you guys are in tune? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your drum kit, Drew? <laughs> All of our songs have been created just us playing for a couple hours and like at the end of the day saying, you want to write a song with that? And then yeah. it's just like the next day coming in and then it's done in a week. And then we're just practicing it from there on. We never like had the, the, the downfall of, damn, we got to write a song right now. Like we need to write a song. It was never, it's never been like that. And it's, it's a great feeling when it's, when it's smooth like that. Well, it's, kind of it's, it's continued like that. Like a lot of the time I feel like you run out of steam and, you know, I guess we are completing the first album now. So the future is to be seen, but, you know, where, where we are with this impromptu writing, you know, it really, it seems to, to not, you know, give us more issues than it's worth. And, and I think a lot of that comes from like us willing to, to be supportive musicians to each other. Because um, I think our whole idea is that like, me and Drew are giving Cole the space to like technically shine a lot of the time right. you know we establish a groove and we can kind of be flexible with that groove and cole can take that groove to like um almost an operatic place you know where he's singing you're making me blush um <laughs> Jeez, man, that's flattering. Holy shit. <laughs> maybe you're gonna do that you might want to put Too pants kind, on <laughs> operatic oh, that's that's one i've never heard man that's, that's oh yeah i mean cool because you like floyd you like jimmy you have those soaring guitar moments you know where you are heavily inspired by metal and you know you you can do a big lead up to this moment you know but then that whole time we're just chugging along you know and that's kind of where we want to be a lot of the time yeah but it's really great when like when like Will and I will like look at each other and kind of hang back a little bit, and then Drew starts going on some crazy thing, and the drum set's about a rattle off. It's you know uh, what fastens it to the ground. It's just about to fall off the stage, pretty much. And then you know you have that nice big bombastic ending, you know. Yeah. So you mentioned that you had stuff lined up, and then you know COVID nineteen hit. How are you guys coping with this as a band? Like, how many gigs have you guys lost or potential? Like how much have you guys? One big one. We, yeah. Yeah. We, we a lost, big one that we had set up. Yeah. We lost three gigs that was lined up, and then we had two potential gigs that are now like when in contacted. It was like people I don't know because every month you check the CDC or any daily update you get, 
it's a every business is starting a month more, a month more, a month more. So um, gigs are cut right now. Money it's just is just out of the question. Yeah. yeah, it's out of the question. There's no need. We we've kind of even put that out of our thoughts. Uh, we understand that it's there when we come back because when everybody comes back, they're gonna pick up where they left off with new right. music. They're gonna have the same mindset, just completely new music and a hunger that people haven't seen maybe since coming out of high school when they <laughs> first go to a bar and play music. Real shit. Yeah. yeah. And so are you guys as a band working with limited resources? Like, are you guys quarantining at home? Do you guys have a home studio? You guys well, are all separate. Yeah, so. we had a home studio and we had an arrangement. I think Cole can speak more to this, but you know, all of that just went down the drain and we're now scrambling to split our gear up to anywhere we can store it and you know take an rain check yeah, yeah. so there, uh, there was a house that um I, I was also renting out with a bunch of roommates um and the, in the basement we kind of like made a room around it and and kind of decorated it up nice to like change the lighting a little bit and where you see the live demos take place is that room um, and through the years, we were able to like, you know, scrounge up some recording equipment, whatever we needed, whether it be mics or like a mixing board or a vocal processor, you know, and kind of put that into the mix. And then kind of at the end, we were able to record like demos out of that room at a live thing, which was like awesome. But then um, the house eventually got sold. Uh, and we thought we honestly, the landlord kind of told us we had more time. And then she kind of like cut it, you know, with like COVID going on. She's like, I really got to get rid of this house. You know, it's costing me more money than, you know, what it's worth. At that point, this was just actually this week. Um, so taking that room actually fully apart now. Yeah, I still have to get over there and grab my giant bass amp and all this stuff. That's like this headache that we were hoping we was like we were good that we had a place for it, you know. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. And for our listeners, today is currently April 28th, so the week that he's referring to is this week. And yeah, no, that's just, I'm so sorry that you guys lost your like in-home studio and have you guys tried experimenting with, you know, Zoom or Skype or other things to play together or do they just not work? They, they do not work on a musical standpoint playing at the same time. We've come up with ideas of practicing with recording ourselves and then joining the recordings. Mixing it together, out. yeah. But um, we do have an idea of... Um, maybe doing some, some live streams outside. And yes. We have all the equipment and we could get a good sound and it's very pretty outside now. So um, the outside is, is free and nature does do pleasing for lighting and sound. So um, I, I live in a small apartment and currently my drum set is the vocal point of the apartment. Thank God I cleaned it and whatnot and made it look pretty because before it was greasy looking, but mm. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait till we, we get playing again because yeah. as a musician looking at the set every day is, is, is killing. I've been, I've been playing drums in my car, like with sticks on like, the dashboard and like on the like steering wheel, like when I'm on break and I'm like, oh yeah, COVID-19, yeah. yes, there's downfalls to it, but We'll get through musically it's it's been a there's a big positive to it there's a lot of time to think mm. a lot of time mm. to think and practice yeah yes and practice individually and we had a lot of time to promote also we've been getting our music on playlists and it's been doing wonders to our streaming and numbers so yeah and i know that a lot of you know 
musicians and artists are going towards Twitch and other big, you know, streaming platforms. So getting on to the next question, are you guys looking into different ways and expressing yourselves through music or so Cole, you're not in big time. Mm-hmm. Definitely plan on like doing uh, streaming at least. I, and I, I don't know about the rest of the band, but definitely plan on streaming like material, at least just even practicing, you know, I like have a little home studio set up here to like enough to be able to like kind of show stuff. And I know Drew also plays bass, right? You, you, you'd be able to like stream some bass stuff also. Yeah, I um I play bass. I've been learning the bass for the last year and a half now. I play all, a lot of percussions, a lot of bongos, congos. I bought a mini, mini little lap of like you know keyboard. So I'm gonna learn that with the drum box. So we're gonna, yeah, I'm Drew. He's gonna go in home studio mode soon. So there's gonna be a lot of new musical expression coming out of the space guru for sure. A lot of riff writing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, thinking about it, this is a perfect opportunity for me to learn piano, which is something I've been looking for time to do for years. Um, so, you know, we'll see if that happens or not. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing loop streams of the bass and uh, trying to keep our just content up on our, on our present, our media presences, you know. Flap and pop. <laughs> Everybody like is so fascinated by that. That's not a musician for the bass. When you like slap and pop a bass, it's or fun. do hammers, people <laughs> are like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but there's what I can do, and then there's like Joe Dart, and it's like, well, why am I even trying? You know, like <laughs> I don't know. That's how I, 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 that's why I approach like looping. I think because that then I can build like a a musical piece whereas I, I don't know if I'm actually personally technically skilled enough to like us do an impressive solo thing you know yeah I tend to I would disagree on that Will <laughs> I got I, I got mean, a lot of work to do you have time to do it mm-hmm. that's true so you know taking a more introspective look on all of this as musicians like are you coping with it through playing new instruments or looking into new avenues for your music or are you just taking a pause well i know me personally i've taken a bit of a pause from music um i kind of thrive more in a band setting um i've found um playing on my own i feel like i lose direction all the time what i have turned to art wise is is metal work I have like an anvil set up in the back and I have a blowtorch for annealing and I've been doing small scale sculpture and jewelry because uh, I need income. So Etsy has become very attractive all of a sudden. So yeah, so that's, that's where I've been kind of keeping busy. We'll put your Etsy link in the show notes. <laughs> well, it's not started yet, but I don't have enough work as of yet. Let's see. I know that um, this isn't gonna be very good for audio, but. So he's holding up what looks like a bay leaf. Yeah, it's a copper bay leaf sort of thing. I'm doing earrings and such. I'll take one of those. We'll pair those. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, could, I could give you the first if you want. Try them out, endorse them. Yeah, definitely. I love metal. I love metal jewelry. I feel that like, it's just, I don't know, like I just get a good uh, feeling from it. And so, Cole, Drew, what are your other 
what other artistic avenues are you guys going through? Um, I'm thinking about starting like my own kind of streaming thing. I've been trying to do that for a long time and I just never got around to it just because like, you know, the band has always come first in that regard. You know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to put a lot of effort to streaming, it's going to be towards streaming our stuff. But now that, you know, we can't really do that for the time being, I've kind of like, I was just fiddling with it before, you know, beforehand getting everything kind of around. And um, I love metal. That's like, you know, one of my huge inspirations, you know, Metallica, Slayer, uh, bands like that, even like death metal, you know, has like crept its way into my um, inspiration. And you'll hear that maybe in some of our solos where I'll throw in like a harmonic minor scale that sounds very like, you know, uh, doom and gloom, like, you know, um, oh, I don't I don't know quite how to describe it, like spooky almost. Um, well, like ghost? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But like, um, I would think if, you know, like Takata on Feig or however you say that, um, it's, it's kind of like that kind of scale. Anyways, but like uh, stuff like that, maybe just writing my own kind of music, definitely writing riffs uh, for the band. But I think one thing that we're all going to try to do is um, kind of maybe put together like a bass track or not, um, and by bass, I mean like B.A. Hesse, like, you know, something like I'll write a guitar riff and I'll send it over to Drew and say, hey, maybe you could like throw some like congos on here or something. Um, and then he'll throw it in and kind of have like a working project that we all kind of toss around to each other and um, are able to add to. And then we're kind of writing music that way over the line, so to speak. It's like a musical game of picnic. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Drew, what are you, what are your other avenues? Um, I always tend to get back to music, but um, in the last couple of years, I've been really coming at peace with myself and my spirituality. And during this time, having like such a, a downtime, you know, you can either choose the path of getting bored or kind of focusing on yourself. So I've been doing a lot of mindfulness and kind of meditating. Um, I work still, I work in a crisis setting. So I started to get up in the morning, but um, those 15 minutes in the morning are key. And especially that I know that everybody else is at home all day. You know, I can kind of, I should make time to do that. Um, but even during those times, those thoughts of writing and music, so kind of gets my head. I feel like I have a disease kind of, of, of these beats that just, they cannot get out of my head. Music is, is when I want to sleep sometimes, it's, it does not stop. And it, it sucks and it's great. So um, yeah, I've been trying to focus on myself just on that, that aspect of not being a person living day by day. Yeah, I've been trying to establish a routine in the morning as well and trying to incorporate more uh, mindfulness in my day as well. So I totally understand and I'm going to be sending you some stuff about that because that's interesting that you guys are interested in it. Or gurus but, after all, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Meditating is huge from a health standpoint. And even at controlling your blood pressure, um, it, it's actually amazing. It's quite profound. Mm. Yeah. I, go ahead. Now I was saying it's one of those things I can connect the triangle of the human, the spiritual, the physical, and the mental. Not many activities or behaviors in your life can do that. And that every religion is a form of meditation. Hmm. I've, I've been taken to yoga and stretching. I've been trying to do that every morning. Smart yeah. Man. It's very, it's, actually, it's like active meditation. That's good that you guys are focusing on meditation as a whole. I mean, with the name like Space Gurus, it's so interesting. And we could have like a whole other podcast episode about that. <laughs> but. Um, so that's great. And where do you guys see the space gurus going in the future? And where do you guys see yourselves as individuals growing musically? 
Yeah, well, we actually talked about this really recently before everything hit the fan. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we're working really hard to, you know, have a tour and, you know, really be an established East Coast band, you know, at least if it's Philadelphia or whatever. But, you know, what we want is, you know, years to come of us playing together and, and you know, turning this into a job and, you know, income. And I don't know if you guys have any more you want to add to that. And I'll let Drew talk on this because Drew Drew's the one that really always has his eyes set on the horizon and is really, like, you know, driving us forward as far as, like, you know, what, what kind of plan are we going to have? So That's true. How about it, Drew? Yeah, do you guys hear me still? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I, I think, um, you know, focusing on the horizon is key, but um, the day-to-day -day plan is getting the music out in the summer. Um, personally, I see myself as a musician. I want to get into all types of music, playing all types of gigs and bands. Not bands per se, but just projects. And I know with the gurus, we have so much things going on that, like, this summer with the gigs all planned that we had planned before COVID, um, the summer and fall would have been a really big jump. Um, we would have had a lot of eyes on us and maybe possible studio time and whatnot. And we were shooting for radio time. And I think that's, that's our next step is going. You guys got radio time. Radio rock radio is dying in America. Um, Philadelphia has a great hub of about three channels of 104.5, 93.3, and then 102.9 that gets a lot of viewers like across the country. And we know 104.5 does a lot of local stuff. Yes, WXPN also. Yeah. Do the big well, we wanted to do their open mic. Um, and uh, we, were, we were, I mean, we were in, you know, setting up to, to be a part of it. And I mean, I don't think any of that's happening now, so. I mean, don't get discouraged because what Gigless is also doing, if you guys follow us on Instagram, what we are doing is every time I follow WFUV, which is the public radio station up in New York, I follow WXPN, all these things, like I always keep my ear to the ground. So if they're having something where it's like, come one, come all, I will repost it because I think that's sharing resources with our Gigless community. Absolutely. That's much appreciated. Much thanks. Thank you. I got to say one thing, we have like a slogan. And I think that's one thing for important for our viewers to listen to, because anybody that's interested in, you know, like classic rock, and I think I really want to build off what Drew said, because he said rock is dying in America, and maybe even all over, well, definitely not all over the world, because there's, you know, especially in Europe, rock is huge still. Um, but in America, it's, it's dying. And I think our main goal as a band is to bring classic rock back into the modern era is to really kind of give people that like, you know, you sit around, you listen to the doors, you listen to Floyd and you're like, man, why, why don't we have that anymore? And we really want to try and like make people say, well, yeah, we have the space gurus, right? You know? Yeah. You guys are definitely bringing that old sound back into the new age and I'm all for it. I think that, you know, that experimentation and pushing it, I think that it's excellent. And I think that excellent, but <laughs> insert Wayne's World reference, but I think that, you know, it's very important what you guys are doing, and I think that rock is still alive, and I think that you guys are definitely ushering in the newer generation into that. Well, thank you, yeah. Thank it's you. it's yeah. heartening to hear. Um, classic rock, the main thing that classic rock has slept on is the songwriting. You can look at anything from 65 
when the Beatles, the British invasion came over to the 70s in lower Southern California, 75 with the tech, with the Eagles and bands coming from New York all the way to California, always with the 80s. They had awesome jams and grooves, but the songwriting was killer. They were talking about deep stuff. Like people, the modern day American was not thinking about this kind of stuff with spirituality, thinking about how we even think outside of ourselves. And a lot of music went through that phase of going through that, but people dubbed that as psychedelic and, and, and hippie-ish and that music isn't popular now. Yeah. But it's true that these, you know, these lyrics were definitely deep. A lot of, and we have to think back to it, like, po like if we want to take Pink Floyd, just perfect example, The War. I mean, The, the Wall. I mean, that basically album, though, you know? Yeah, The War. Basically, post-war, World War Two. Yeah. that's where all that, you know, inspiration to write that album, a lot of it came from. I just, I think that, honestly, the trauma that a lot of our generation grew up in America is not talked about. And I think a lot of us not, maybe didn't have exactly similar experiences to London being bombed. That's a lot worse, obviously, in a lot of ways. But, you know, something like 9-11, something like that as a child, you don't understand it and you can't process it. You know, that doesn't go away. And I think that that is a, I think stuff like that and, and looking at the world and us, you know, from the position we're at as young people who are being asked to watch over this fucked up world, you know, out of nowhere, you know, we are thinking about these things again, you know, so. Yeah. I think that's where a lot Prime example, Gorgira. They are a band that's been around for a while, but Gorgira is this progressive metal band. They, all of their songs, everybody's like, wow, they sound so angry. They're all based around climate change. They're all based about the way that we treat the earth. They're all based about like, you know, a lot of internal spiritual stuff, but also that we're connected to the earth. We're connected to our environment. And when we mistreat it, we mistreat ourselves. So it, but it's all like progressive metal. So there's a lot of like screaming and like growling awesome and things stuff. that people would be uncomfortable. But I'm like, yeah, um, metal hands up all over. But yeah, no, I think that's like an excellent viewpoint. You know, that music is a way to process trauma. Artists, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think there's going to be COVID music coming out? There already is. There already less is. Than a minute. Yeah. I, I okay. see a lot of, yeah, I see a lot of streams that come out that a lot of COVID songs people are making right now. They're just not like, you know, Spotify, but there's a lot, of, yeah. And not yeah, out of Sandler's quarantine songs. themes and such. So thank you guys so much for being on Gigglist. Again, the Space Gurus with Drew, Will, and Cole. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, thanks. Take us out. Thank you for listening to the Gigglist Podcast, hosted by Remy Lievick and produced by Dan Wagner. The song used in our intro and outro is Beach Walk by Unicorn Heads. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to our social media pages on Instagram at Gigglist Podcast and our website, gigglistpodcastblog.wordpress.com. There you can find out more about the artists, contact the hosts and producers, and find out more about our schedule. Thank you.